I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. Yo, people, what the hell is going on? Yes, another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. We're here doing our thing. Listen, people, I realize we're a day late. I apologize profusely for that. Um, Yo, it, it's been, I've spent the last 10 days running around, um, you know what I mean, it's been sci-fi London, people, so um, I hope some of you got to come down and enjoy that, but yeah, it's been hectic, it's been long ass days, oh man, and then my computer, oh my gosh, my computer just went, just froze, I I was doing a podcast, um, yeah, and then my computer just froze on me. And so I lost a day. I lost a goddamn day trying to get this stuff fixed, which was a pain. And, um, yo, I've just been so damn tired, man. So damn tired, you know. But, uh, yeah, you know, we will be back on track next week, getting everything done. Uh, yeah, it'll be all good. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, these things happen, right? But, uh, you know, I can tell you, got a lot of content. Got a lot of content this week. We got reviews. Um, there was a UFC at the weekend, so we talk about that. Um, you know, the, the, the book review. Got, um, yeah, it's all good. All good stuff. Um, but I do think that I am completely losing it. I um, I went to the Man Booker Prize, and like me and my friend, we go all every year. But um, I I had the information, but for in my head, it was still the Man Booker Prize. And then when we got there, it 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 was a completely different thing. Um. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think I'm going crazy. Who knows? Who knows? Like sometimes you do. You do. Sometimes you feel that. I don't know. You might be a little bit off. Might be a little bit off because, like, when people die, or or you know, people are talking about certain shit. And shit that's like a long time is old. You know what I mean? It's like when people say, oh yeah, you know, 20 years ago, my aunt died. And then they're like, oh, oh, sorry. I'm, oh man, I'm just feeling a bit teary. And I don't know what it is, but in my head, I'm just thinking, it's 20 years, motherfucker. Get over it. You know what I mean? And I realize 
I realised that might be a little cold-hearted, but I'm kind of like, there's so much shit happening right now, you know? Like, so many things that are on the mind and taxing us. So, why get bogged down in shit that's, like, old? You know I mean, if, if it was, like, last year or, you know, even, like, two, three years ago. I can understand, kind of. But, like, when it gets to a certain point, it's a bit like, You know I mean, why are you crying over spilt milk? You know? I don't know. I don't know. It's just something that's just been like, you know, I've just been thinking about. I'm just thinking, is this a normal way to be thinking? And I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah. Hey ho. Alright, people, let's get into this episode and some of the crazy. Oh, there's just so much shit happening, right? So many people whining about stuff that's like I don't know. It 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 just seems to be people want to blame others for them being idiots. You know? Like Ugh, I had this fucking Game of Thrones petition. Yeah, I, I, I just can't believe the audacity of these idiots going, you know, you, HBO, you should completely recast and redo season eight because we don't like it. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? How do you really think they're going to go, okay, yeah, you're right, I, you know, my bad, we fucked up, we're going to redo it, we're going to spend another six million plus to shoot six more fucking episodes, ugh, people, man, just idiots, but, um, yes, Let's get into the episode and have a bit of fun. You know what I mean? All right, let's go. Okay, so in an interesting move, Urban Outfitters is soon to be um into the renting game. That's right. You know, listening to podcasts over the, 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 the you know the years, there's been um different outlets like internet outlets that let you pay a monthly subscription and um kind of you know rent clothes for a period of time and then you return them you know they dry clean them so you don't even have to worry about that and it's kind of an interesting concept especially i guess if you go out a lot and, you know, you don't want to be seen in the same things constantly, you know, like, you don't want the hassle of, um, you know, going to the shops and all of that, because a lot of these places will curate your wardrobe, so you let them know what your style is, and they'll send you stuff, which is an interesting concept, right, 
Now, Urban Outfitters, from the sounds of it, they they won't be curating anything, but you can, uh, you know, essentially go onto their website, choose the clothes you want, and they will send them to you. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, just from the monthly payment, you'll be able to get clothes from a new brand that they're bringing in called Newly, and then existing brands within the shop, including Levi. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, I wonder if that will help, you know, the, the, the business of Urban Outfitters as a whole. This is just coming to America as of now, but I suspect if it does well there, they're going to branch it out, which, um, yeah, I mean, it could definitely be a help to the high street. Who knows, though? Who knows? But if a brand like this does it, I wonder if we'll see it in other spots. You know, being able to rent a nice suit, that could be good. You know, or other kind of items like that. You know, a winter jacket. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't have one of those. Shit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Right? It'd be interesting to see how this works. Especially for a brick and mortar spot. You know, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see how this one turns out, right? Okay, so interestingly enough, right, voiced assistants like, um, you know, Siri, Alexa, Cortana, they manage an estimated one billion tasks per month, which is, that's crazy, right? And a, a, a ref, the refer, bleh, research firm Gartner, they have estimated that by the year 2020, so um, next year, <laughs> some people will have more conversations with voice assistants than with their significant others. Which is, I mean, it's crazy, but I think that speaks for the people. You know what I mean? That's not just an AI thing. Because if you're not going to speak to your partner, you're not going to speak to your partner, right? But, like, the the real thing, and it is, it's weird. I find this weird. But a UN study is calling for um, companies like Apple, Amazon, and who else that bring out, like, um, these, uh, smart speakers to no longer give them a female voice, well, a female default voice, right, because they're saying that, um, having a, um, a default female voice is, um, perpetuating the theme of women being subservient, which is kind of crazy, 
Um, and they're saying that, you know, when they can't um, answer a question or someone insults them, that they give a deflecting lacklustre or apologetic response, which, I don't know, it's like, I'm not arguing with an AI, it seems a weird one, so like, how many people are cursing out their AIs, you're either like, shouting at their smart speakers, but, um, yeah, I don't know, this whole kind of thing, it, it, it's, it's weird, like, it really is, because they're saying, like, you know, it sends a signal that women are docile hemp helpers available at the touch of a button or a blunt voice command. Right, but this is the thing, okay? And I I, I really feel we need to move away from this. Because all the time, you know, like people go, okay, this is going to make people think like this, and, oh, if you do this, you're going to think this, now, let me just say this, right, let me point this out, if you think that because you, um, might say, hey, Siri, that means that you can speak to a woman in a derogatory term, and way, that's not AI, that's the person being an ignorant asshole, you know, it's just like, if you feel women are um, docile helpers, and that you, you should, they should do whatever you want, if, if you think that, you know, you can shout at a woman and that she should be all apologetic and lacklustre and deflecting, that's not because you do it to an AI, that's because you just have a real low opinion of women in general, that, 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 that's coming from your upbringing, you know, that's not coming from anything else, people aren't gonna use, like, um, Alexa, and then go, actually, why have I been so nice to my girlfriend, fuck this, yo, Jennifer, do this, you know, no one's gonna do that, that is ridiculous, it's just a stupid thing to do. I I sometimes feel that these studies, they're just being done to um, justify jobs, you know, because a lot of the, the research is, is it's just inane. If you're trying to say that the majority of people are going to change their opinion of women... It's ludicrous, and enough, uh, see, this is the other thing, right, companies will, you know, they would have done a lot of testing with a cross-section 
of um you know po the population to go what voice do you prefer because, like it's like i think there was a study in the uk and it was like that the um the Geordie accent was the most trusted i don't know why but that was the research so it's things like this so i imagine people feel more um more comfortable with a female voice on the ai rather than a male you know like if if someone was like hey kevin and i'm like yo um yeah i don't know the answer to that go online i don't know find it yourself probably they don't want that you know what I mean? They don't want that. But maybe they do. So what I would say is it's like with the um the voice programs on Mac. And I and I believe it's the same on Microsoft. But there's a there's a whole heap of different voices, male and female, and you can select whichever you want. So I, I think that's the same with Siri as well. I think you can get a male voice. So, it, you know, the, the thing is not to say don't have female voices. I'm just like, just give people a selection, you know. But if it was a male voice, I don't think people are going to then start going, oh, we can shout at men. You know, it, it's like anyone with that mindset, They've always had that mindset. It wasn't changed by, you know what I mean, this. They've always been an asshole, And nothing, you know what I mean, there's nothing we can do about that. Other than some sort of rehabilitation. But even then, who fucking knows. But, yeah. It, it definitely wasn't caused by fucking AI. God damn it. How just... Just foolishness. Shame on you, UN. Shame on you. Okay, so I read this story on um the, the BBC website. And it's... Ugh, it's it's ridiculous, but it's a it's a piece on um MTV reality shows and how uh, 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 like people are feeling that they are mistreating, like and duping, you know, duping is probably the best word. Their contestants. So it's from a couple of shows, X on the Beach and the Valleys. I've never, I've never heard of the Valleys. I think I've heard of X on the Beach, but um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy. So the 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 the, the two cases are um. One one girl from Sex on the Beach, 
she had um she had sex with her boyfriend on the show on the beach out in public and was um you know was upset that they showed that now i've not seen it i don't know it so i don't know what they showed if it was just kind of silhouettes if they blurred you know blurred images you know i i have no clue i have no clue but yeah she she's um yeah upset that that footage was showed and she's she's saying that she felt um she felt like the the producers were uh, kind of putting pressure on them to have sex you know uh, like you know ha- and and have a lot of sex she said like a producer said lots of shagging tonight please girls that just like all she's saying was that was said and she said like that from that statement she felt pressured now now look i am not saying that that's an appropriate thing to say okay so this is the thing i'm not saying that i'm not saying that these shows are a good thing what i do think though everyone knows what these shows are you know like and you know like the thing is as well she admits it she said we know what the show is about but i never said i will come on this show and behave in that way but she knew what the show was so the thing is she's saying but i didn't want to come on the show and behave in this way so why come on the show in the first place so that's my first question why come on the show in the first place right and now you, you when you go on these shows like i know this from hearing past interviews with people from other shows and, and and that kind of thing you have to sign kind of you know rights and stuff like that so they can air any footage and blah 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 all of this kind of stuff so she signed this form right she knows she signed this form so why have sex with someone in front of cameras this is the thing why have sex with someone in front of cameras and uh, like she's saying she got drunk and, and and this is what she did now getting drunk is not an excuse it's not an excuse you know like because alcohol it it lowers your inhibitions it doesn't make you into an like oh i can't you know i don't know what i'm doing you know what you're doing you just don't really give a fuck and so this is the thing it's like 
she didn't have to have sex with the guy. She could, like, if they really wanted to have sex, they probably, there's probably, there's definitely, like, black zones, you know, because they're not going to have cameras in the toilets, because you can't film people in the toilets. There's going to be places where, yeah, you could probably do something without being seen. Or, or, you know, this might be crazy, right? Just don't have sex while you're on the show. It, you know what I mean? It's not like you're doing the show for a year. So you're just like, fuck, a year with no sex. That's crazy. I don't know if I can handle that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know the duration of this, but let's say it's a month. If you can't handle not doing shit for a month, then that's all on you. You chose to be on this show. You're like, it's not the first season. So you you would have known what this show is because who's signing up for something where they don't know anything? You know, so you knew what the show was. She's even admitted she knew what the show was. But still, she's like, you know what? I'm going to get on the show. I'm going to go on the show. Um, because the reason they go on this show, it's to, um, you know, they want to become celebrities. That's the thing. So, you know, I can imagine fucking in front of the camera... It was like, oh, if we do this, yo, we're going to get a little notoriety, you know what I mean? And then once off the show, people are calling her names and shit. So she's a bit like, it wasn't my fault. Oh, you know what? They forced me into doing it. Now, the statement, lots of shagging tonight, please, girls. As I said, I'm not saying it's appropriate. I'm not saying it's the thing to say, but what I'm saying is, it's one thing, it's one thing, so if you're feeling pressured from that one, one statement, right, that one line, what the fuck, what the fuck, but she's not saying it was said multiple times, you know, she's not saying like, they loomed over us and, and, and shouted it in our faces. She's just saying, the producer said, lots of shagging tonight, girls, please. Like, and also, we're not getting, did he laugh? Was it a joke? You know what I mean? Like, what, in what context was this said? Now, still, not saying it's overly appropriate. But what I'm saying is, from that, from just that, you're feeling pressure, how fucking precious are you, you know what I mean, like, if, if I said, ugh, are you gonna be like, I need therapy, he said, ugh, as I walked by, that's so aggressive, that's so, like, what, you know what I mean, what do you want to be said to you? Like, what can't be said to you? What What's going to make you feel safe? For fuck's sake. It's just, it's just crazy. It's some craziness. Some craziness, right? Now, the other incident 
from um, the valley. Now, the the a girl she was on the show, and her dad died, and then she she went back on the show. No, her mum died. Her mum died, and then the next day she went back to filming. And she's saying that she didn't. She you know, like she didn't feel that she needed time off. She didn't feel like she needed counselling. She just wanted to get back on the show. And um, like you know, she said she felt under pressure to do it, and didn't want to let anyone down. But she says she doesn't say anyone said anything to her. You know, so when you're saying you feel under pressure to do it, like it, that is that just in your head? You felt that if you had said something, you they might not have liked it, which is a different thing to someone go. No, you can't have time off. No, you're not doing. It. Like it's, it's a completely different thing, okay? And, and she's saying now that the show should have sent her to counselling. But the thing is, right, this enters a bit of a weird situation. Now, if the show had said, look, you've got to go, we're we're signing you off for a week. You've got to, you know, you need a week. We're giving you a week off or a month off or whatever, whatever, you know. Like, she could have complained. She could have gone to the tabloids and gone, oh, they're not letting me work. You know, they're doing this. Blah, 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 blah. So you've got that. And also, people handle grief in a completely different way. There is definitely a lot of people that would rather go straight back to work than have time off. You know, because the work keeps them occupied, stops them from thinking about things. So it's just like... it. it, it I think it's hard for someone to go, this is what you need to do. You know what I mean? So I think that's a bit of a weird one. And it's a bit odd just to go, oh, they, they, I mean, it's all their fault. They fucked up. They should have done this for me. That I just think it's, yeah, it's just a bit weird. You know, it's it's like, I don't know. When she's saying, like, her dad died and the show acted differently and sent her flowers and and stuff. But she didn't say that they offered her counselling the second time either. Now, you know, I think you have to take a, you always have to take a judgment call when death is involved so it's just like what do you do you know like i don't know it's just a weird one to blame other people for these things and especially with the fact that both of these girls both of them like have have, have said that the reason they went on the show was to get like more Instagram followers, you know, to get celebrity, to get notoriety. 
And that's what those shows are. You know? Like, we know what those shows are. It, 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 it's not the first time. It's just like, look, we've had the real world. We've had road walls. We've had Big Brother. You know, like, we, we've had so many of these different shows. So, at this moment in time, anyone going in, going, oh, I just want my privacy. I just want... Yo, if that's the case, don't do reality TV. Simple as that. You know, it's as simple as that. And if you need something, ask for it. Because it's a different thing to going, all right, I need, uh, you know, I need some help. And then telling you to fuck off. I remember one time in in a job I was doing and... Like the timelines for some work were ridiculous. And I said, look, can we put the deadline back or can I get assistance from some of the other teams? And they were like, no on both fronts. And I thought that was fucked up. And especially the fact when I left and someone else took over that, they gave them an extended deadline, and all the help they wanted, so it's a bit like, that's fucked, but if I hadn't have asked, then it's no one else's fault, you know what I mean, that's the difference, look, you have to ask for something, because we can't always expect everyone to know what's on our fucking minds, so, yeah, people, don't go on reality TV if you've got thin skin because it's brutal. And look, they want shock value shit to sell. You know? So don't if 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 they show footage of you doing something stupid, that's on you. It's it's funny actually. Um Michael Bisbin, he's got the Believe You Me podcast on Gas Digital, and it's a great show. It's hilarious with Lewis J. Gomez. And um, Bisbin was talking about like some of the early stuff in the UFC. And when he was on The Ultimate Fighter, he, he was like, Oh, what? Like when he was the coach against Jason Miller. And he was like, Yeah, we so one one time we went to the house, took some alcohol. To, to you know to help him unwind got pissed and I'm on camera and I was like being a bit of an ass um you know I tried to grab the camera from the cameraman and I was doing all of this stuff and um then the next day I was like oh fuck what did I do so I called up Dana Dana White and was like Dana like, can we try not, can we not have them, you know, show this footage? And he's like, Michael, if you don't want people to see you being a dick on TV, don't act like a dick on TV. And and, and Bisbee was like, and he was right. You read, I acted like a dick, so I can't complain if that's what's being shown, 
And, and you know, that's what it is. If we act like idiots, who else, who do we have to blame but ourselves? You know what I mean? So, don't cry over spilt milk and all that bullshit, people. You know what I mean? Think about what we do and, and hold ourselves accountable, you know? Right. So, there is... Oh, there's a crazy story up. Again on the BBC website. Look, I know I use the BBC a lot. But, I mean, what am I going to do? There's limited time. And, you know, when a stupid story jumps out, I can't not talk about it, right? Right? Well... This is a piece about Game of Thrones. And I'm not reading it all. I'm just telling you that. Because I haven't watched season 8. So I'm avoiding spoilers like a motherfucker right now. Now it's done. I'm going to hope. I'm, I should be watching it this week. And I'll talk about it next week. You know what I mean? But right now. The thing is, so there's this piece, and it's talking about female, the female dialogue within the show, and that the women speak a lot less than the male characters. You know, they're like um, male speech amounts to about seventy-five percent of speaking time. In the entire series. You know. That's what they're saying. Right. <coughs> um, and the thing is. They're using this algorithm. It the, the people that did this research. Is this Swedish startup. Um, Soretti. Something like that. I don't really care. But uh, yeah. It, it's a weird one. Because so their co-founder. Lisa Hamburg, she said that by analysing Game of Thrones, they wanted to make viewers aware of the wider problem of how women are portrayed in the media. We are not doing this to make people stop watching, but to make them aware of the fact that it's an unfair representation of the world. Okay, so, first of all, right, this is a fantasy TV show. Okay, it 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 is a fantasy TV show, not the real world. Although it has been said that this is probably a historical show, and these events happened a long time ago. You know what I mean? Bef like before the dinosaurs. And that might be true because I, you know, dinosaurs could have been the the you know, the uh, the next evolutionary step from dragons. Like I could believe that shit, right? But yeah, it's not a fucking real show in the real world. So going, oh, it's not a fair representation of the world. Like, let's not be stupid, right? This is the other thing, right? 
to do an analysis like this, you have to look at the, the you know the numbers. How many female characters to how many male characters? And we say main characters, right? With with big speaking parts. So you have to look at this. The other thing, which you know, I, I don't really think it takes into consideration is what is the quality of the speech? Because, look, I haven't seen the ape season, as I've said, but the one thing that I've seen from the past seasons, you know, some of the characters, they, they might not have, like, huge monologues and stuff like this. But what they do say is some really pivotal, pit it, pivotal, it's some real pivotal, pivot, ah, oh my god, it's some real pivotal, pivot, it's important talk, you know, it, like, it, 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 it's, it's stuff that really changes the direction of of the episode, of the series as a whole, you know what I mean, like, like, there's a shit with Cersei, that's like, oh, fuck, you know what I mean, like, oh, man, she's really, you know what I mean, or you've got, um, Daenerys, so those two characters alone, kicking ass, you know, and, and and the things that they do, completely changing everything. You know, it's like when um, Cersei did the Dawn People in. You got that. It's just like shit. That's some crazy shit. So. You 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 have this like Daenerys going across um the deserty places, you know, freeing the slaves. That's some important shit. So it's not like these characters are just in the background. When they do speak, it's 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 speech that rocks the fucking world. You know, so I think that's important. Very important. It's like, um, you know, it, I, I think I remember reading there's, uh, you got, to, I think after, like in season one, Cersei gets, you know, Lena Headley, she takes her clothes off a lot. I think, I can't remember, but I remember reading that there was a point where they're like, all right, her character, she's not getting naked for sex scenes because. They wanted to have the scene with the whole shame bell and that to really resonate, you know? Because if she's taking her clothes off in all the other scenes leading up to that, having that, it, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna have the same effect. So doing it the way they did it, where, you know, when she, her clothes are taken off her and she's made to walk through the streets that carried a certain weight to it, so, like, with these characters, 
you know, they're not talking maybe all the time, but when they do talk, as I said, it's fucking groundbreaking stuff, but that isn't taken into context, now, I am what I'm saying here, people, listen, right, I'm not saying that female characters shouldn't have lines, that's not what I'm saying, but what I am is, like, you can't just put out research going, oh, well, these characters did nothing, you know what I mean, it, it, from this evidence, these characters are, are really hard done by you know, these characters, this, because you have to look at all the factors, and as I said, look, they got some important shit to say, you know, like, there's, there's characters that talk, you know, they're talking in a lot of scenes, but a lot of that speech, it's just, it's not exactly pivotal, like, you, you could get rid of it, and we're not losing anything, so would you rather have quantity or quality, I think that's the question when you come to this, you know, and I think when you're doing, like, research, you, you have to point all of these things out, you have to point out, okay, so there are, I don't know, 15 main male characters, and there's six main female characters, right, so I don't know if that's the numbers, I doubt it's the numbers, but I'm just saying as an example, you've got that, so straight away, the male characters are going to have more lines overall, you know what I mean, but that's not what they're saying, they're just going, oh, this and this and this, and that's Yo, it's a little dishonest, it's a little dishonest, so, you know, all I'm saying is, hey, then it should be a bit more transparency in, in these figures, you know, and in what they're saying, and not trying to go, this show, and also, this show represents the whole media landscape, the fuck are you saying, you fucking idiots, you know what I mean, there's plenty of shows with a whole heap of female characters in, like, I don't know, I think Dalton Abbey had a lot of female characters, you know, like, there's plenty of shows with more female characters than male characters, Sex and the City had a lot of female characters, I don't watch a lot of you know what I mean, TV series is like this, so I, it's, it's hard to kind of point out certain shows, but what I'm saying is, you can't hold Game of Thrones up as, you know what I mean, the, the example of everything, because it really isn't, you know what I mean, and I, it's just a little bit ludicrous to say that, but um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm done on this point, there's I don't want to fall and, um, you know what I mean, spoil any of the fucking season for myself, so, um, yeah, don't tell me anything, people, alright, okay, so after the crazy events of UFC 237, 
It was UFC Fight Night Rochester Saturday night. And, um, yo, there was some fights on this card. Like, on paper, it looked, you know, it looked okay. It looked okay. But, man, there, there was definitely some crazy, crazy fights. I mean, just starting off on the prelims, Julio Arce, his knockout of Julian Erosa was, whoa, yeah, I mean, that was a good fight, but I I think it wasn't until the Zach Cummings, Trevon Gills fight that, you know what I mean, I was really just kind of shocked, because Trevon Gills, he's been away for a little minute, um, he's he came back and he was looking great. He was looking great against Cummings, but I think it's just about I don't know losing concentration just for a second. Because in the third round, he like because he you know I think he was so confident because he was he was clearly winning the fight. And he let his hands down. He's kind of little showboating. Then he gets caught. He gets caught, taken down, and oh, so she said, "Man, you know what I mean." It, it was done, and so it was. It was just crazy because he was, yeah, he was winning that fight. But that was a really good victory for Cummins. Really good. We then had Patrick um, Patrick Cummins, without a G this time, against Ed Herman. And, I mean, even though Cummins has that porn star moustache, he kind of felt that he probably should take this against Short Fuse. Because you know, Herman's been in the game for so long... And he has looked a bit susceptible to punches of late. But, whoa, he just took it to Cummins. I mean, they, they were throwing. They were throwing. And, yeah, Herman just managed to catch him. And then that was it. He just swarmed him, took him out. Took him out. I mean... I would have said it, it probably would have been a great moment for Herman to kind of, you know what I mean, lay the gloves in the middle of the ring to go out on a great victory like that. Because I don't think he's got anything to prove. Like, he's not going to challenge for the light heavyweight title. So, you know, you kind of thought... Ah, this w- it would be good to, for him to go out on a win like this. You know what I mean? An impressive win as well. But I can understand why he didn't. But, you know, I hope, hope that, yeah, the next few fights will be competitive and good. You know? Because there's, the, the light heavyweight division has got tastier over the last few years. So... Yeah, there, I, there's not a lot of easy fights for Herman. So it'll be interesting. 
like Mike Chisano, Ultimate Fighter winner against Grant Dawson. Whoa, Grant Dawson just came through on that fight. Really took it to Chisano, and um, yeah, we like I don't know, Chisano just looked flat, just looked flat. It was it was crazy, yeah. But Dawson, a great in you know debut for the UFC. He didn't you know you didn't really see any jitters. He really looked comfortable in there, so that you know that was good. I mean, the next fight was a bit sad. The next fight was definitely a bit sad because. After Danny Roberts was robbed in his last fight, you know, in that horrible referee stoppage, you wanted this to be a great performance from him. But honestly, you can't really fault him because he didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do anything wrong. It was like Michael Pereira was just crazy. Like... I have to say, when he hit Roberts, you could tell that Pereira had heavy hands. But, you know, Roberts didn't look terrible. And it was only the, you know, it wasn't too, like, we're in the first round. You know what I mean? And when Roberts was standing there, his his hands were up. You know, he, he, he had a tight guard. But Pereira just... The elevation he got with that knee, that flying knee, it was insane. Because it's not like Roberts was was like ducking down. It he he wasn't like lowering himself to go for a shoot, anything like that. So you wouldn't have been expecting the knee. There's no way you anyone would be expecting a knee. So. Oh man, that was Oh, that was ridiculous. That was a ridiculous stoppage and it really really sends out a message in the welterweight division, you know? Watch out for Michael Pereira for sure. Like Desmond Green, it was it was good that Desmond Green got a win. Um, you know, he was he, he was fighting in his home yard. It it was a little flat. It was a little flat. Um, yeah, and I mean, like to say, it was close. It was definitely close. I do think Green just pipped it, but it was definitely close. But um. Yeah, you know, it, as I said, look, it was good to see Green get the win. It'll be interesting to see who's paired up with next. But the lightweight division, oh man, that's killer's row. So, oh yeah, you kind of feel that he needs to get into the top fifteen. He needs to fight someone there, and and we'll yeah see what happens. Oh, so Aspen Lad against Cigara Eubanks. Well, that was a fight, right? That was a crazy fight. And um, 
you know, I think it was close. It was close. But Lad got the takedowns. And I think that's that's what set it apart. And the fact in the third she was able to get a takedown. Um, she landed some good punches. Uh, yeah, she, she definitely, like, sneaked this one. And so, um, yeah, stays unbeaten. So, it'll be interesting to see who they put her up against next. But, um, yeah, Aspen Lad is looking promising for sure. And it was a good fight to end the prelims on. So, going to the... Um, yeah, going going to the main card like Davy Ramos against Austin Hubbard. Hubbard was making his debut in the UFC, and um, I think like he was showing a lot of movement, but because he was moving, it didn't look like he was sitting down on his punches. So every time Ramos hit him, he was kind of like. I wouldn't say they were always rocking hit. They were like always shots that rocked Hubbard, but they were shots that kind of made him take a step back a lot of times. Or you just noticed that they knocked his head. You know what I mean? Like, because Hubbard was hitting Ramos and it, like, if you didn't, if you were looking from the back, you might not notice that anything had happened. But when Ramos, you really notice, yeah, the, the head getting rocked back. Um, like, Hubbard came back in a second for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it was the fact that, you know, Ramos, he was throwing with intention. He was sitting down on his punches. I think that's what the difference was in this fight. So, Ramos takes the win. Um, but yeah, Hubbard, he, he he put up a good performance, it was a good debut, um, like in the next fight, it'll be interesting to see what changes, because I think if he calms down a little bit, sits down on his punches, we will notice a distinct difference. Uh, then we had Charles Oliveira against Nick Lentz, it was an odd fight, to be honest, because Oliveira, you know, he like he won the last fight, and even the first fight, he was he was winning that fight before the illegal knee. So yeah, it was it was one that you kind of thought. I don't think Lentz really stands a chance, you know, but you know, all power for him for taking the fight. I have to say, like, at the end of that first round, when Lentz was going back to his corner, he did look a bit dejected. You know, it, it, it's it's weird. It, it's like, it's not like he didn't look like he wanted to be there, but it's just, it. you didn't believe he thought he could win the fight. And that's the, that's the impression you got from his body language. And then in, in that second round, like, he's throwing, but nothing looked like, yeah, he was throwing with the thought, like, I could take Oliveira out. 
and then the stoppage is it is essentially a jab. Lentz essentially got stopped with a jab and then some ground and pound. Which is a little worrying, you know? Because it didn't look like it was a heavy shot. So it is a bit worrying because Lentz has been in some wars. So it I think we can only we'll only know from the next fight if you know attrition is taking its toll on Lens. But you know, like Oliveira, it was it was a good fight for him. It was a good you know, he won it like he should have won that fight. So yeah, that that was that was all good for him, man. So it'll be interesting to see who he gets next, you know. We then had um Vicente Lupe against Derek Krantz. Krantz making his UFC debut and Krantz came out hard. Oh, throwing that overhand, you know, that overhand right um, that caught Lupe. So, yeah, it, it was like, ooh, what's going to happen here? I, I, I like, I, you did, I think you noticed Krantz kind of slowed down a little. Like, halfway through that first, well, kind of getting close to halfway through that first round. Yeah, I, I think Krantz kind of slowed down a little i think he gassed himself just a bit kind of ufc jitters you know so and and you know lupe it was just it's a nice combination that ended that fight the knee up the middle just you know you know it kind of Krantz felt it so he was a little off balance when lupe came with that Oh, that nice overhand that just hit him just cleanly on the chin and, and planted him. You know, it, it, it was a good finish by Lupe. You know, because he, he definitely didn't want another war like the Barbarina fight. So, yeah, that was a good fight for Lupe. And especially with someone making a debut in the UFC... You you kind of feel that, you know, because you know they're coming in with jitters for the most part. You know what I mean? As we saw, Grant Dawson didn't. But for the most part, you think, all right, they're going to have some jitters. You've you got to put it on them. You've got to put it on them. And that's what Lupe did. So, yeah, that was a, um, a good fight. Megan. No, sorry, it's Megan. But you look at that name and you just go, it's Megan. And what's she on? It's Megan Anderson. But Megan Anderson against Felicia, Felicia Spencer. Felicia making her UFC debut coming from the Invicta organization. So you know she's tough. You know, she, um, yeah, was champion in Invicta. Some great fights. So coming in. And, like, I know Megan won her last fight against Kat, but... I mean, it was a freak win, you know, with the toe in the eye and all of that. And, you know, so it's a bit like you were looking for Megan to make her, finally make her mark. Because when she moved over from Invicta, you know, it, it was like she was calling out Cyborg. And it, people were thinking, yo, is she the, the woman to be able to compete with Cyborg? 
But she's not really shown that. You know, she's not really shown that ability yet. And um, I think in this fight, because Megan's got a good range. She's got a good range. She was trying to use that range. But the thing was, she was pushing out the jab. But nothing, like, it. they were very light jabs, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Felicia didn't want to get hit by them. But what I mean is, like, it's not like she were, they weren't heavy punches. She wasn't paying, throwing heavy punches to make Felicia go, oh, fuck. I, I need to watch myself coming in. So, yeah. It, so it, you know, it was kind of a thing that Felicia could bully her way in, clinch with Anderson, and, and, and kind of try and work her game on the inside. Once she was able to take Anderson down, yeah, that seemed to be it. Like, Anderson couldn't get her off her back. Like... <clears throat> She she kind of tried to get on her back. She tried to move around a bit. But all the time, Felicia was able to keep top position. Um, retake the back. Uh, you know, reposition herself in a way that... Yeah, there was no more shaking. You know, there was no more shaking. There was no more... Moving, I, I mean, you know, she kind of hit the ground and pound, which then allowed her to get the arm underneath the chin. And once it was underneath the chin, you didn't really see Anderson do any hand fighting. You know, you didn't really see a lot of that. So, <clears throat> yeah, it, 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 once she sunk it in. It, it was pretty much, it was pretty much over, and Anderson kind of, yeah, like, look, I'm, a, a fast tap, it, you know, I don't think it's, it's not like you are giving up, you're weak, because I think sometimes that, you know I mean, it goes in, and you just know there's no getting out of that, because Felicia had it locked up nicely, you know, she definitely had it locked up nicely, but it it really does hurt Anderson. Really does hurt Anderson. You know, she's now nine and five. I think. Um so yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know I don't see Anderson challenging for the belt at this point, you know? I think she needs to work on a game. She definitely looks like she needs to work on a ground game. Because, like, I, I saw her getting kind of mauled on the ground in Invicta as well when she lost. So, yeah, I don't know. I think she needs to take some time and, and just work on her game, you know. But it was a great win for Felicia Spencer. It was a great debut for the UFC. So, um, yeah be interesting to see where she goes now um and what happens with the featherweight division for the women uh so co-main event 
Antonio Carlos Jr. Jr. He, he'd been out for a while. <clears throat> and while he's been out, Ian Heinish, he's, he's made his debut. He's won some good fights. So, you know what I mean? He was the hot prospect here. So it's like, could Carlos Jr. re, you know, refined that 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 form that he had before he went out on injury, and that first round, Carlos Jr. Oh, it looked like it was all him, all him. He he looked very dominant in that first round, but Ian Heinish. God damn it. It, it! It's just, I don't know. The corner must have said something to him because he came back and he came back hard. You know, he, it's like he was closing Carlos Jr. off. So he, he was forcing him back. He got the takedowns. He really started to impose his will. And as soon as he started to impose his will, it's like Carlos started to flag, definitely started to flag, and he, I think it was, yeah, he kind of got caught with um a, a punch, like a glancing punch, but it seemed to be that, that just flagged him, you know what I mean, just kind of, yeah, that just sapped anything out of Carlos, so, yeah, great win for Heinish. Definitely gives him some kudos. So, it'll be interesting to see who he gets next in the middleweight division. I mean, yeah, we're, we're kind of tied up at that top at the moment. But there's there's good fights for him. So, um, yeah, that, that was a good win for the co-main event. Then, the main event... Rafael Dasanias against Kevin Lee making his welterweight debut. Oh, this was this was an interesting one because like the last couple of fights that Rafael lost, he lost them to good wrestlers like Covington, Usman. They both were able to dominate him. Uh, so you're just thinking like Lee's a good wrestler, you know what I mean? He's a good wrestler. He could he took Ferguson down. You know, it's like you're just thinking he is it gonna be a repeat performance for for Raphael? You know, would Lee take him down, dominate him, impose his will? That's what the thinking was. Um. <clears throat> But it, it was like when he was able to take Lee down, like, sorry, when Lee was able to take um, Dasanias down, he couldn't hold him. It, it, he couldn't hold him, which is, yeah, it was an interesting thing. Because, you know, before the fight, Lee was talking, you know, he didn't have to cut weight, well, as much weight. So he felt better, he felt stronger. But we didn't really see that in the cage. We didn't see the weight advantage. You know, like, Dasanius, he was moving well. Yeah, he, he was landing good combinations. 
And it was just like those were definitely wearing on Lee. Like the the punches, the uh, the just the build up, the attrition just seemed to be wearing it Lee down. Um and oh, I I forget what it was. I forget what it was. I think it was like a kick and it, it landed on Lee. And Lee just seemed to, that just seemed to really just take everything out of him. It wasn't the fact that it was a hard shot, but it Lee just seemed to just be kind of just sat, just sat at that moment. So Dasonyas was then able to get him, swarm him. And hey, just sunk in that rear naked man, and and yeah, that was it. Like you wondered if Lee could battle his way out, because he's shown some good take. He he's shown some good submission defense in the past, but yeah, that was that. It just wasn't the case. Wasn't the case. So Dasanyas. Great victory for him. He ended the two fight skid. Yeah, so he, I think he re established himself in the division. So it'll be interesting to see who he gets next. You know? Definitely interesting. And I think the big thing is what does Lee do next? What does Lee do next? Because. Like, he didn't look terrible, but he didn't look incredible. You know, it didn't look like a reinvigoration. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if he stays at well away, if he drops back down, where he might feel even stronger. I like, I know it lead up to this fight, he was like, you know what, that diminished him and everything like that. But this wasn't. The performance It definitely wasn't the performance he wanted You know Like even in a loss If he had looked dominant If he had looked good And he'd just be caught You could say okay But yeah that wasn't the case Wasn't the case So yeah I don't know It'll be interesting But um Oh shit Rashad Evans In the UFC Hall of fame oh that's good that is definitely good and especially Biz bisbing's in there as well they had their rivalry you know they're from the same era they kind of cut from the same cloth you know two ufc um ultimate fighter winners who won the belt you know so um yeah it, it was it was a nice moment to see rashad you know um, yeah, you know, get, get the announcement. Yeah, it was nice. It was it was a good look, but um, no UFC next week. I think the next one is um, Henry Cejudo. Uh, I think no, 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 no. The next. The next one is Sweden. Ooh. Yeah, Anthony Gustafsson against Anthony 
Lionheart Smith. So um Ooh, I am I am definitely looking forward to that. But yeah. Um yeah, no UFC this weekend, but that is a good card on the first. So uh yeah, we'll have more coverage then people. Alright, on to the next Okay, so I gotta be honest, there's not really a, a TV review this week, just because I've just been, you know, just all the running around with Sci-Fi London, I've been out basically every night, until late, so it's been, um, yeah, it's been difficult, and with it, computer issues and all of that, but, I, you know what I mean, because there's always gotta be content, right? Um, so I'm going to talk about an episode of, I'm just going to talk about the recent series of first dates that I stumbled upon, um, <clears throat> so I watched an episode, uh, the other night, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, it, it's kind of crazy, man, because we're seeing these people go on this show, like, to find love, supposedly, but, it is it, it's it's kind of odd with everything that they're throwing out there, you know? <clears throat> because on a first date you're you're tentatively scratching the water. You're, you're trying to get to know someone, but you don't want it to be in like ridiculously intense, right? And you may have talked on the phone, there may have been text conversations, email conversations, depending where you met. But the fact that this is a blind date, it's kind of weird with everything that gets said. Like some of the, yeah, there was one guy this episode and he's talking to the girl, like the woman, they were both older and... <clears throat> he is like um oh uh I gotta let you know I, I, I've I suffer from erectile dysfunction and it's a bit like <clears throat> why would you tell someone that on the first date? You know? Like now look it, I'm not saying you, you lie to someone or anything like that but it it kind of came out of nowhere. It's not like they were talking about, you know, bedroom antics. And it was one of those, like, it It was one of those situations that is just, they've just clicked on that level. And it's getting hot. And they're just like, man, I can't wait to get you home. Oh, God, you're fine. You know what I mean? Anything. It was nothing like that. So in that situation where it definitely looks like it's leading to one destination and one destination only then you might want to be like all right okay okay i look i need to let you know that i have this thing you know then you can understand but they were just 
I don't even, I can't even remember what the fuck they were talking about. But it's one of those ones where it's like, hey, um, this is nice wine, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely wine. Oh, it goes well with the cheese, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Oh, by the way, I've got, erect, I've got erectile dysfunction. It's just like, yo, that kind of came out the blue, right? So, yeah, it's just a bit, it's a bit weird. You know, because I think... You, you'd want to get to know, because like you don't know there's a second date, so why tell someone that if there's not a second date, you know, what, because until you, re- you, you know I mean? until you can see it's leading to a certain place, there's information that doesn't need to be shared, I feel, you know, like if you've had, like, I don't know, Three dates, three dates, and it's great. It's really good. You get on, you're clicking, and you kind of feel like, yeah, this has got potential. I don't know where it's exactly leading, but I definitely feel this situation has potential. Then I think you might go, okay, I'm really enjoying our time together. You know, I'm having a lot of fun. You're great, you know. You're beautiful, man. Um, but I feel I need to tell you something, okay? Like, I've, I've got this. But it's not the end of the world because blah, 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 blah. So, you know what I mean? You could do that. And you feel that would have been the way. But, yeah, it was just, just hard. Like, there was another couple. And, yeah, like another weird thing that I find sometimes with the show is, is like someone does a certain job and then it's just all about that job. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, and they're kind of, it sets it up like they will have the little bits in the studio, uh, you know, like with them, say, playing an instrument or, or whatever, whatever that job is, right? And so there was this guy and he's like, Oh, I'm a, I can't remember, it was like a bio, um, biologist or something like that, and so they've got him in a lab coat, and he's just like, with his stupid grin, standing there, answering a few questions, and then we get to the date, so we're on the date, and the girl's like, oh, I like a good pun, and you know, he was talking at the bar before, going, yeah, I'm great at puns, I'm great at puns, so they sit down, they're talking, it's a little bit awkward, um, and, you know, but they but they seem to be getting on, and she's like, oh, I might get steak and chips, you can't go wrong with that, right, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get steak and chips as well, oh, oh, have you got a chip on your shoulder, and then they're both like, oh, great, but I'm like, it's not a pun, son, like, you, you read, you, you can't just be like, Oh, I'm getting chips. Have you got a chip on your shot? It doesn't work like that. That's just... That's bad form right there. You know what I mean? It's like, what is that? That's just some weird shit. I'm like, it's got to flow. It's got to make sense. Right? So if they were eating and, and she seems a bit standoffish, he's like, what's up? Why you got a chip on you? You know what I mean? That might have been... That would have worked a little bit better. It's a bit played out. You know what I mean? Not going to lie. But that would have worked a bit better. 
But yeah, so but you know they get it, it, things are warming up. They're getting along. They're talking and everything like that. And she's like they, they keep on cutting away. So there's little bits of her. She's talking to the camera and she's like, "Oh yeah, I like him. We're getting on." Blah 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 blah. And then out of nowhere, this numb nutted idiot because. Another thing as well. So when the, you know the studio is talking to him, he's like, "Oh yeah, people might think I'm terrible with the women, but oh, I'm not bad. You know, I get mine. Yeah." Uh, and then when the waitress, like, some of the waitress had said something to them at the table, and he's just like, "Oh, <laughs> a gentleman doesn't tell, but I've had no complaints." <laughs> so you know, he's being cocky. He's acting like. Yeah, I might be a scientist geek that the angle that I'm really playing up, but I I get my t- plenty of tail as well. So he's saying all of this, but they're talking and for no reason, no reason whatsoever. You hear him say, like, um, oh, so one time. I tricked a girl that I was a journalist. I was wearing a lanyard and it it was kind of turned around. And yeah, so I tricked her that I was a journalist. And you're kind of thinking, weird story because you're telling some girl, you're trying to impress that you, you, you're kind of con people. So it was weird from that respect. Then, then my man's like, oh yeah, so, you know, later on, we're fooling around, we're in bed having sex, and I roll over, I've only gone and crushed my glasses, couldn't believe it, yeah, just just heard a a, a break, and I was like, oh no, my glasses are broken, (laughs) and you just see her face. Oh my god, you just see her face. She's just gone stony silent. He's not picking up on it. This supposed ladies man isn't picking up on his stupidness. And yeah, so then you've got a cutaway and she's just like, Look, I understand. We're both a certain age. We both had sex. Yeah, we both had previous partners. It's not something you want to brag about, though, on the first date. And so then, when it's when it's the time at the end, when they're like, "Oh, would you see each other again?" She's just, you know, you know, she's just like, "Nah, <laughs> it's not gonna work." Ah, oh, it was just like. Oh, that's insane. What the fuck is he doing, man? Then there was this other, like, you know, because there's a there's a cross-section of people in the restaurant. But, like, the, the last people I'm going to talk about is, it was, again, it was an older couple. And it was this woman. Because it, it, I always have an issue with it, right? Because she's like, oh, hi, my name's Linda. 
Yeah, everyone calls me mad, Linda, but I'm mad, I'm crazy. Oh, I'm so crazy. And it's just like, listen, right? If if you're fun, if you're hilarious, people pick that up, right? You don't have to tell people, oh, I'm crazy, I am, I'm so mad. Oh, look how goofy I am. Oh, look at me. Like, when you have to do that, it's kind of like you're, you're not. You're forcing it. You are forcing it. So, she's on a date and, like, they're getting along. They're talking and it, it seems fine. She goes to the toilet and she comes back. Because, oh, right, at, so at the beginning, when she's at the bar talking to the barman, Merlin, she she goes in her bag and she pulls out this mask thing, this weird mask that's like a mouth and it moves and it's like, you know, bad teeth. So she pulls it out and they're lo- laughing about it. So she goes to the toilet on the date and comes back with the mask on. And as soon as she does that, again, you know that day ain't going anywhere. There's a dude's like, oh, it's just like, you didn't need to do it. We were talking. We were getting along. Like, why? You know, because it was just, because it was getting forced. Like, you, because, look, let a conversation just happen. Like, when people were forcing it and trying to be like, oh, I'm crazy, oh, I'm so crazy, look at me, check me out. It's a bit, yeah, people just, like, some people are fine with it, but you can tell when someone's just like, yo, let's just be chill, man. Let's just talk. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird though, because I think I do think sometimes with this show, are people told to be a certain way? Because everyone's got this story, you know. There was like I think there was another date, another couple talking, and and yeah, it, it it's always this traumatic thing. They bring out this traumatic thing, like oh. You know, when I came out, my parents, they disowned me. Oh, yeah, so 10 years ago, my uh, my brother died. And and you kind of think, all right, you know what? That Yeah, that, that's a thing. For sure, that's a thing, right? But it didn't necessarily have to come up on the first day. Like, why are you dropping this shit on the first day? It's like everyone's dropping these bombshells, which make it like, what can the other person say? Because you can't be like, you know what? I, I just want to have a conversation, a normal conversation. I don't want to talk about this shit. You can't say that. But sometimes you look at them and you know that's what they're thinking. And so you've like, you know, are they told before they're going on? All right. So remember that story you told us about? Drop that on the day. It will be great TV. Or I don't know, like some people, I think you you can definitely tell some people just want to be the talk of TV. But yeah, it's just crazy. It's weird. But yeah. 
that's what you know that's one of the only things i've watched this week other than sci-fi films people but next week hoping to rock a little season eight business you know what i mean bring my views because i've avoided spoilers like a motherfucker but it does seem there's a lot of um frustration seems to be a lot of frustration out there so i'm gonna drop my opinion and let you know how i have found season eight of game of thrones so definitely come back for episode 52 yay yay so sometimes i will i'll be on audible just looking because of late i i I, man it's been tough trying to find stuff that i really want to read you know there's books that i will i do want to read but i'm just not in the mood for at the moment you know what i mean so it's just like looking for that book that i really want to read in the moment and um yo there was a sale on and they there was a book that i'd read one of the max wolf books but i figured hey you know what let me take a look and see if anything new from tony parsons is out so i did and god damn it i am glad i did because i often do sometimes i'll just go and check an author and be like yo is the next book in the series out or you know have they released anything new that's of interest ah and yeah book six in the max wolf series is out and man i I was so pleased because whoo oh my god you know book five man book five was so just oh that was a tough book girl on fire and the ending was you know the ending was ending was crazy sad just everything so i i you know I wanted to check the second this new one out and see what some of the ramifications were. So again, it was narrated by Colin Mace, and um, this is what it says: When a young mother is kidnapped by unknown assailants, Detective Max Wolf suddenly has a dangerous job on his hands. As Wolf investigates the connection between the kidnapped woman and the head of a crumbling criminal empire, the hunt takes him from New Scotland Yard's Black Museum to the glittering mansions of career criminals, from sleazy strip joints to secret dungeons, and from the murderous hatreds of today to the unspeakable crimes of half a lifetime ago why would someone kidnap an innocent woman as wolf plunges deeper and deeper into a world of darkness and vengeance he begins to wonder if anyone is innocent so um yeah that is uh that's the gist of the book people and um it's not a long book you know it's like 
some of them are like 20 plus hours so this is just over eight hours but god damn it tony parsons really does know how to put a story together not just a story something that is so intriguing that has you gripped from the beginning to the end because you're just like how is this gonna play out okay so they've done this where do they go from there you know and and everything just seems logical everything makes sense and that's one of the things i really like about this series and his writing um i think we don't get too much run on from book five and i don't we don't really know what the time frame is either you know how if it's been months if it's a a year or so um yeah we don't really i don't think it's over a year i think it because i when you think about the age of um scout his daughter yeah so i don't i think it's probably a just under a year since girl on fire but yeah there's no real time frame and uh, that book isn't overly connected to this one there are a few re- there are a few references and we see the type kind of toll on whitestone um like it's mentioned how it affects max but yeah parsons i feel he he doesn't he it seemed like he didn't want to tie this up in too many knots and make it so anyone couldn't pick this book up but I think that doesn't like take away your enjoyment though. Because there's still character progression. There's still story progression. There, you know what I mean? It, 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 and there's still kind of connections. So that's all fine. Uh, one like I think there's... What what we what we kind of see it it is it, like the intrigue of even if you know someone is a shithole like should they still be given the same I guess it's like the same due diligence as anyone else. Because there's clearly the case of what people deserve the police's time. You know, that's touched on a a lot in this book. You know, like, if someone is from a certain background, how much effort do you really put into a search for them? compared to someone who is perceived to being I guess just lovely you know what I mean just like oh everyone loves them they don't do anything wrong blah 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 so yeah that is is definitely touched on and is, is probably one of the main threads of this story which is interesting 
because we are definitely given a few ooh what to call it i mean there's a there's a few hoops that you're running through here you know the story will lead you in one direction and then you're going in another direction and it is a, 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 a case as it said in the description is like is anyone innocent and you are um i think you're you're made to look at everything you know because what we're told at the beginning isn't necessarily what we'll be believing by the end so you have to kind of readdress a lot that's happening and happened and thinking to yourself like okay what would be the motives here how does that play you know like oh i hated that character at the beginning do i like him now you know there's a there's a lot of this which is intriguing because you are you're really off balance you you start to begin because you will believe all right so this is the story right so these are the good guys these are the bad guys and then you're kind of made to rethink this and then rethink it again and again and again and again and so you it is hard for the reader to predict what is happening which is great because I, th I think like when you could from you know you read a few chapters and you're like okay I see where this is going and then yeah that that is exactly how it's going it's hard to really enjoy those books so something like this ah it's great it's great and it's like although it doesn't kind of fuck with your heart like the last book did there's still moments that have you just like oh no you know there's there's definitely a lot of oh no moments in this book so yeah i j i i'm just like how long to wait for book seven like is there gonna be a book seven i mean there is a there is kind of a reference to kind of scout and the way she will change over the years so i don't know if that is kind of a thing saying we're gonna stick with these characters for that length of time i don't know but yeah i'm definitely looking forward to the next book the next installment of the max wolf series and um people if you have enjoyed the previous five taken is definitely it's definitely a must read so you know jump on audible or wherever you get your books and check it out because i do not think you'll be disappointed okay people as we draw to the end of another episode 
Gonna do a little TV news, you know what I mean? Because I think we missed that last week. But, um, alright, so we know that there's gonna be a lot of Marvel stuff coming to the new Disney Plus platform. And Winter Soldier and Falcon is one of those series. Well, um, some news has come out that uh, a couple of characters from the MCU will be appearing in the series. There's going to be um, Baron Zemo is uh, making his return, played by Daniel Brühl again. And um, Emma, Emily Van Camp is returning as her role of um, Sharon, uh, yeah, Sharon Carter, um, yeah, niece of um, Peggy. So, uh, you know, that, that's pretty um, interesting. Wonder how they're gonna fit in with the series. Malcolm Spellman is writing all six episodes, and um, yeah. Cu- Carrie Scotland is um, going to be directing all the episodes. Um, yeah, that's that's all we know so far. But um, you know, it, the series isn't due to hit until next year, so uh, I'm, I'm sure more will become available at some point soon. Uh, so moving from Disney Plus to Netflix, uh, on the 20th of September, Netflix are gonna, is going to release the second half of the first season of Disenchantment. See, I don't really understand the whole second half of first season. Why don't you just call it season one, season two? You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, you know. So if you enjoyed the first part, hey. September, you're going to get the next 10 episodes. So, um, yeah, you know, um, I think it's like reported 4.4 million people watched the first episode. So, um, yeah, you know, supposedly it is popular. I haven't checked it out myself yet, but, you know, I might give it a go at some point still with netflix so um a little while back it was announced that they have got the rights to um jim henson's the dark crystal uh well it's now come the um august the 30th will be when the new tv series the dark crystal age of resistance will be launching so um this is a uh, prequel to the 1982 tv series um yeah it it is going to be directed by lewis letterer um and we're gonna get 10 episodes um it's gonna still have that henson puppetry which um you know it needed to really you know but they're also going to be mixing in some uh you know current visual effects but um 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I really enjoyed the first film. So, um, yeah, this will be interesting. Um, Helena Bottomacada, Eddie Izzard, Andy Samberg, Alicia Will, uh, Vicky Ander, Natalie Dormer, Mark Strong, Mark Hamill, Harvey Fierstein, Jason Isaac, Simon Pegg, um, they are all, um, yeah, they're all going to be co-starring in this, so voices, I can, um, I'd, I'd imagine, rather than people, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, hopefully it is, uh, you know, good, um, Another bit of Netflix news. Like, um, they, so they bought Mark Miller's Miller World Comic Company. Which, um, you know, it makes sense because it was in the wake when, um, you know, word came that Disney Plus was coming and everything like that. So, you know, I, I guess they knew that their Marvel content would be coming to an end. So, you know, I mean, they bought Miller World um, they signed a deal with Dark Horse, you know, um, all moves to keep that content coming. Well, uh, since the deal was been signed, um, the Magic Order was like the first series, um, you know, to come out. Um, and the story revolves around five families of magicians who are sworn to protect our world for generations and must battle an enemy who's picking them off one by one. By day, they live among us as our neighbours, friends and co-workers. But by night, they are um, the sorcerers, magicians. And the wizards that protect us from the forces of darkness. Unless the darkness gets them first. Um, so, um, James Wan and Lindsay Beer are uh, executive producing the series. Um, and Beer is going to be a writing and show running. And one is going to be directing the first episode. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if it's anything, you know, by the numbers of the Umbrella Academy, uh, Netflix could be on to with, uh, Netflix could be on to another hit. Um, and you know, Miller's stuff has been very popular when you look at like Kickass and um, Kingsman. So, uh, yeah. Alright, so, um, word has just come that Hulu and Fox 21 have just won the rights to, um, Stephen King's fantasy novel, Eyes of the Dragon. Um, the story is set in the fictional realm of Delane and tells the story of power um, and the path of two prince brothers along with the realms 
manipulative magician Flag, who sees his power threatened. So, uh, yeah. You know, supposedly Apple was very keen on the series. But, um, yes, going to um, the Disney-owned Hulu. So, um, you know, that could be interesting. Seth Graham Smith is writing... Uh, is writing the um, first episode, and he will also be showrunning uh, with David Katzenberg, Bill Heiber, Roy Lee, and John Berg, who will also be executive producing. Um, and finally, people, finally... Um, HBO have, uh, yeah, they've announced that there's not going to be any sequel series to the um, just-ended Game of Thrones. Hmm. I mean, to be fair, I, I... I kind of felt that there wasn't going to be a sequel series anyway. Because, you know, we already knew we were getting at least one prequel. And there's three other prequel series in the wings that could possibly be made as well. Uh, so, you know what I mean? It, like, at that moment in time, they would have been talking sequels and all of that too. But there wasn't, so you knew there was there was a, a reason why, um, yeah. And, and so um, Casey Blows, the president of programming at HBO, he was answering questions recently, and when asked about a sequel or a spin-off with um, the main characters he said nope 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 no part of it is i do i do want this show um this game of thrones dan and david show to be its own thing i don't want to take characters from this world that they did beautifully and put them off into another world with someone else creating it i want to let it be the artistic piece they've got that's one or that's one of reasons why i'm not trying to do the same show over george has a massive massive world there are so many ways in that's why we're trying to do things that feel distinct and to not try and redo the same show that's probably one of the reasons why right now a sequel or picking up any of the other characters doesn't make sense for us. I mean, see, remember, people, that is the word right now. Now, Martin still has, I think, like three books to write. So I can imagine at some point down the line, once he's finally written those books, he's going to say, Oh, I've got an idea for a sequel. And, yeah, then that will happen. But, you know, right now, it's all about the prequels. So, uh, we'll see how they turn out. 
And, um, you know, if people aren't going to be so sour on those. <laughs> well, you know, that's the end of another episode. Um, yeah, I ho- hopefully next week I will have watched season eight. Hopefully also I'm going to feel more with it because God damn it, man. I feel whacked. So, um, you know what? I'm going to bounce. Um, you know, we'll be back to Wednesday next week. Yeah, I, you know, I apologize that we're a day late. Um, you know, it, it's just been hectic. But uh, yeah, take it easy and I'll catch you next week, people. <laughs>